popular media about endurance sports and the different things that you can apply to your training that will make you a faster, stronger, and healthier athlete. My name is Jason Flores, and I go by JFlow here. So welcome. Quick medical disclaimer before we get started that the only purpose of this live stream is to educate and to inform, and it's not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or any other qualified professional. This live stream is also provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or any other professional advice or services. The goals of the live stream today are pretty simple. Present current articles in the media covering food and hydration and see how it relates to endurance sports. And also to open up a dialogue for viewers to ask questions and to get advice and to talk about their experiences. Today, we have a really interesting article. It's brought to us by Bicycling Magazine. We've all heard of the magazine. Um, definitely some really great information, short and to the point. So today, we're going to talk about seven, day, seven ways to avoid overeating during the winter season. It's definitely really tough, especially with the, um, the temperatures coming down. I've got athletes all across different temperature ranges. Here, where we're at, it does get a little cooler, but nothing like the athletes that I'm seeing um, kind of with negative, negative digits out there so definitely a tough time to really fight those urges and essentially not trying to bulk up during these um, trickier months against mother nature during these colder times of the year so something that we can look at is a great article it's written by Celine Yeager uh, I'm here from Bi Bicycling Magazine we're essentially going to go through and I'll explain a little, little bit about these seven ways to avoid overeating um, and kind of some tips and how we can sum this all up together all right so we're going to take a look and here um, we're going to start with the first four tips um, and I'll kind of expand um, making soups, roasting veggies, um, drying out your meals, and getting into the zone. And so um, we'll start with these four and kind of uh, expand. So when it comes to overeating, especially during the colder months, the struggle is definitely real for all of the athletes. And science just says that. So when the temperature comes down, the body just reacts in this way where the body wants to store fat. Essentially fat for us um, as athletes equates to increasing weight. So we need to be very, very careful during this time to make sure that we, the body has what it needs so that it will do what it needs as far as during this off-season or this winter time, depending on your goals. So not surprisingly, they, when they did a study and, and looked at various times of food during um, kind of a whole year season or period, it wasn't surprising that the model predicted that given the opportunity, all animals, including humans, um, would, would overeat and store fat during the times when food was scarce and more so when the temperatures were low. So what does us as endurance athletes, cyclists, what are we to do? When food availability isn't an issue, meaning that we can get any type of food at any time, the urge is always going to be to overeat. So the trick is to get into your brain, getting the brain what it wants so that everything's gonna be okay. And that's really, really the point. So, first point here. The first point is a really good one. So a lot of times during the on the on season, you'll do a 
big, nicey, nice, healthy sized salad with a good amount of protein on top and that sort of thing. So during the winters, one thing that we can look at or you can try to do is make soups or have soups. Um, it essentially will give uh, what your body is craving for. You know, it'll be that feeling of a comfort food, that feeling of fullness. So soups, stews, chilies, all can do really great jobs here. And I definitely agree here. And especially um, with the addition of having a lot of those water, uh, water levels and salt levels, these all play into fact as, um, as, as far as hydration is concerned. So definitely another good thing that we can look at. So um, these hot liquidy foods don't um, do take a little longer to eat, so it definitely can be more filling or at least um, give the effect of feeling more filling. But these soups can definitely have a good amount of proteins and veggies, all these things, but it has that warming effect. And so these hot foods can definitely be let you feel fuller and be satisfied with, with the appropriate amount of food, um, and you can still get those nutrients in. Roasting your veggies. Definitely recommend this. And the reason why is because it actually brings more um, flavor out. So a lot of times, you know, we do a lot of salads, they can lose um, their appeal, like I mentioned earlier, when it's super cold outside or the weather's not warm. So um, something like that, um, you could actually switch over to taking taking a look at veggies um, and getting more satisfied by taking um, those veggies and roasting them. Really simple to do. You know, blast the blast the oven at um, 450 degrees, put a little oil on um, the veggies that you want to um, roast, throw them in, you know, 20-30 minutes later, you're good to go. Um, so Definitely brings out some flavors, some caramelization, some different things that you may not taste otherwise that you can add to any of the proteins that you have during your meals and actually mixes it up versus having this huge, huge salad um, that we typically would, let's say, during in-season. The other thing that we can look at is maybe drawing out meals. And essentially, um, not in between the meals, but just taking our time to have the meals. So instead of um, going through and and just sitting down and eating all three courses, let's say, or all the meal at one time, eating eating a portion and then maybe having a second part of it um, a little bit later, and then kind of you know doing a soup and then the doing the um, appetizer and kind of just taking our time with our meals a little bit longer, um, and that is also something that we can do to kind of trick ourselves, not really trick ourselves, because you're still getting the amount of food, because you're still getting the, the amount of calories, but sometimes when you eat so quickly, you can actually overeat very quickly because your body body doesn't have that signal saying that it actually has food in there and it actually has uh, um, has felt full. So taking your time, whether it even be just one meal or just making that meal kind of split up into um, a longer period of time could be very useful. Um, or just slowing down while we eat. Really, really important to kind of enjoy that time. The last one is actually have some, a pretty good of um, importance or at least information-wise. It's called getting into the zone. It was really popular in the mid-90s. Um, it went along very well with the CrossFit movement and a lot of it is because at that time there was a very fat phobic and still is a little bit as far as um, you know riders or athletes trying to eat more healthy fats and higher protein foods um, while really limiting their sugars and carbohydrate um, intake and so the style of eating was to you know make your make sure you're you're eating in different zones in fact where there was a good portion of you know fat um, and protein and a decreased amount of carbohydrates. Um, more so today um, in the world of sports endurance, um, have we seen an even lower decrease in carbohydrates? 
But remember, we have talked about it before here on um, in the feed zone that you need to make sure that you're fueling your workouts to be able to get good results. If you're not recovering properly, that is a problem. You need to make sure that you're fueling so that you can recover appropriately. But making sure you get the right amount of protein and fat because they do take longer to digest, it can definitely um, lead to less overeating. So aiming for about, um, in this article, they talked about about 30% fat. Uh, um, 30% protein and 40% carbohydrate. Your mileage may vary, but finding what works for you will be important. Um, you can also do cycling of the amount of carbohydrates that you have and switching those off and being able to play with that. And that's where doing things like journals that I have a lot of my athletes athletes do, just to give an idea for themselves and also for me to figure out what's going on in their meal. And even more simply, you can actually take photos of everything you eat in a day or even over a week and look at everything and say, man, I'm eating too much. I'm eating too little. Um, you know, I'm eating a weird combination of things or I'm eating a lot of X, Y, or Z. So really important. So trying to add um, different things that have healthy fats like avocados, um, good proteins like beans and nuts that have protein as well into your meals can help make things feel more satisfying because of the protein and fat levels that are found in those foods. So really good points there. We'll move to the next, the next, um, the last three here, and we'll talk about being a light seeker. I'm a big proponent of this first thing in the morning, or um, <laughs> I would say for me, since <laughs> a lot of us do train while it's still dark out, is when there is sunlight, is to get out there and get under the sunlight. So lack of sunlight during these shorter days, and that's typically what happens during these winter months, the days can be shorter. It can drop a, um, essentially a, <clears throat> a chemical um, called serotonin in our body, and that that um, chemical is responsible for kind of that feel-good feeling, that feeling you get when you're under the warm sun and you have that kind of just happy feeling that uh, people describe. So you can you can turn you, definitely not having that, that signal on. They have found can lead to things like carbohydrate binges and just wanting to have just an overall um, over consumption of food or and or calories so in order to get this brain boost if there is sun out definitely getting outside to um, uh, get some exposure but if you are in a place where there's not there's actually a way to be able to do this and if you can you can search online um, you know head to the Amazon store um, there's there are things called light boxes and what they are is just a simple box and inside there they have a certain light and it's temperature um, color of the sunlight that you you would have whether um, in any part of the day and an easy exposure of that like on your desk in the morning to kind of wake you up could be very easy um, to kind of boost this part as far as you know seeking more light um, and for um, places that do have sun opening the windows and the blinds you know just brightening up the kitchen or wherever you're at um, can make sure versus you know this dark dreary dreary uh, you know environment where you're just turning all these artificial lights on. Um, so looking to get sources of where you can um, get more light, allow yourself to get actual sunlight can actually help. Um, I have seen cases where uh, um, both, uh, you know, in, uh, in, a, in my clinic, on my clinical side of things, um, patients come in having a lot of photosensitivity during this time of the year. And the reason why is because they're indoors under artificial light so much. So being able to 
try to get outside and utilize the actual sunlight. Not only is it good for all the other things that it does, like vitamin D conversion and uh, the serotonin chemical transmitters, it's just important to just feel good to, to get that sun when you're out. And then the last thing that we have on our list today is to keep moving. And it may feel like, you know, things are cold, you just want to get under a blanket, you just want to stay in and not do that workout, not get out to that group ride, not put on arm sleeves, leg sleeves, a buff, a hat, a, a, you know, everything to just stay warm um, is, um, and just stay home and stay in bed, you will actually typically feel much better if you get out and exercise. One great thing that we have here on our platform um, here with uh, our indoor training is that we're able to get to a place where it, it, it can be a bit warmer. Um, it's definitely safe and it's very close and easy to do. So some Something that we can definitely take a lot of um, advantage to. So, of course, we all know that exercise not only burns fat and calories, which can help with the weight gain, but it's also a natural serotonin booster. So doing these things first thing in the morning could be very, very um, you know, beneficial for riders to be able to lift their mood and, and it essentially will help you feel kind of like you've done your job um, as far as uh, triggering those things to not have overeating the rest of the day. So kind of overall, this is it's a really tough time um, as far as, you know, athletes kind of trying to understand um, what we call kind of the shifting of our bodies. So during the winter, your body will naturally hold on to weight. And it's something if, in fact, you are, you know, in tune with your body, you'll find that the weight can shift during this time, even, with there's, even if there are no changes in what you're doing. And, <clears throat> And so it is a time for us as coaches to remind athletes that this is a time where it is okay for there to be body changes and, um, and it is a natural part of our body to store um, calories during this time. But I think it is important also to stay, <clears throat> to stay focused with your training, understanding that when the weather does warm up, when, the, um, when your period of intensity increases, um, that if you are doing a proper periodization of your time, you'll find that <clears throat> it will it will um, it will shift back the other way. Just as long as you are not changing the things that you're doing, you're keeping smart decisions in your mind. Meaning, you're making good decisions by getting vegetables in um, every day. You're making sure you've got good, clean sources of protein and balancing your carbohydrates, whether it be cycling them um, or making a decision on if you are going to be doing um, an amount that you're going to be having. Because during the season, like I said, if you are correctly periodized, will be a time where your carbohydrates may be a little bit less um, just because of the amount that you're riding. So you can't just come uh, from a full tilt season, you know, peak during your race and then head off to the off season and take in the same amount of calories of food feel like um, and do essentially less riding or less intense riding and feel that, that you're going to um, kind of stay weight stable. And then I guess on, on one of the last topics we can bring up as we chat here is if in fact weight is a good marker for us to be able to use um, as we look at what is, um, you know, kind of what is our gauge of if we're doing what we're doing. Doing. So more and more for the athletes, as we get past that first layer of the onion, where we understand kind of what we're eating and we're making good choices, the, the better marker would be your fat percentage, um, meaning getting a scale of sorts, um, you know, caliper 
papers um, and learning how to do those measurements accurately could be very, very useful um, for athletes to understand kind of what is actually shifting the scale. And not the weight scale per se, because you could easily increase muscle and then the weight would actually stay stable or increase and then decrease um, fat amount or vice versa during a certain time of the year. So it's important to understand what in fact could be a better measure and I encourage you to take a look into is looking at the amount of fat um, body, uh, fat percentage of the body. And so getting a, a way to be able to scale that and watch that over time could be very important. But again, to understand that there are shifts in different parts of the year that allow uh, the body to naturally hold in um, you know, more fat. If you are super lean during, let's say, the wintertime and it's super cold, naturally the body would actually want to have some fat to stay warm. That makes sense. So as things warm up, the body will allow that to be released. It will allow um, that if you are doing the right things and again making the right choices you know getting the workouts in that sort of thing and that is the shift that we're looking to do so um really really nice um kind of sum up as far as a couple things that we can talk about and the last couple podcasts and, and um, live stream have been about kind of winter and kind of ways to fuel during winter as well as you know watching um the different things that we eat um it's just a time to just better understand kind of what's going on and so um um, with that, um, I want to thank everybody for um, um, logging in uh, to the live stream today or listening into the podcast. Um, and if you are watching this um, on a replay on the live stream or the video, don't forget that you can get on, on uh, your favorite podcast app and actually subscribe to this and other podcasts that we have here um, on the Zwift Live by ODZ. So all you need to do, do is go to your podcast app um, and search for the the Endurance Lab. And that's where you could find um, the Coach's Corner. That's where you uh, have the coaches from the Endurance Lab chatting about um, week in, week out of what's going on in the, in the Endurance Lab. You've got Justin Wagner with What's Up With Power. You've got um, Taya Friestead with um, uh, Chat and Chill. Um, and you've got me here in the feed zone um, here at, at the end of the week just bringing up really popular media stuff, um, trying to break it down for you guys to just get a better um, feel for that. So. So I want to thank Bicycling Magazine for um, throwing this article towards my way. And if you, you guys have any articles that you would like us to cover here on In the Feed Zone, let me know. Um, and just ping me online here on Facebook or on Team ODZ on the Facebook group there. Um, however you like to do that or leave a message here in the podcast or on the YouTube channel, um, whatever you like. So thanks for joining in, everybody. Um, I hope uh, everybody has a great week. And if you have any, any questions, I will post the full link um, in the article here. Um, and don't forget to click click subscribe. What's the worst thing that can happen? You just get really great content every week here on the podcast and or on with Live by OZ. And with that, I will see everybody next week. And thanks for joining in the feed zone.